0: Hey folks, I'm Kathy Parker with Beyond the Ball Field. This is not your typical sports show. We won't be talking X's and O's, but we will be talking about raising your family in the sports crazed world. Let's not only survive sports, but let's learn to thrive on and off the field. So please join us as we look at life beyond the ball field. Hey folks, thank you for joining me today on Beyond the Ball Field with Kathy B. Parker. Okay. Susan Hope, this is our third episode with her, and one of the reasons why uh, we've broken it up into four episodes is I really want you to get to know her. She does such a great job of explaining about the Inupiat Alaskan culture. Susan, um, she's my age, and you know I don't think she'll mind me telling you we're over 50, and um, just hearing how different her life has been and just some of the things that that their culture embraces with their lifestyle of having to live off the land, the sea, and the air, and the things that they value. It didn't take long after meeting Susan And many times that was just over the phone. I had known her, uh, that is how I I had gotten to know her and did not meet her in person until we had been working together for quite some time. But getting to know her and listening to her stories about her people, about the whaling, about the harvesting of the animals, sharing, feeding the community, taking care of one another, it was just amazing to me. Things that we've gotten sort of far away from in the lower part of the of the United States. So listening to Susan and her stories, it helps us understand who they are and how valuable they are. She makes a comment right off the bat about how you cannot value something you do not understand. And when she said that, I thought, okay, I can relate to that, and I'm going to share a little story with you before I start speaking with her today that absolutely is one of those things I did not understand and I did not value. Okay, this happened probably about three years ago. I had gone to uh, back to... Uh, Barrow, Alaska, and I had taken a group with me. We were working on several things uh, with the book and the movie and just uh, also doing some some ministry work there, uh, there in the church and at the uh, Women's Center there, um, and just helping in several ways, I thought. I thought I was going there to help. <laughs> but anyway, um, always turns out they helped me a lot more than I helped them. But we had gone to one of the native corporations there, UIC. They are property owners, um, uh, do a lot of the um, representing the native people, their heritage, their culture, um, just extremely important native corporation. And their headquarters are in Barrow. And we had gone there to their headquarters. And one of the ladies working there, she said, "Uh, I've got um, a letter opener for you. Now I'm thinking, okay, I've worked for, you know, I've worked for some big corporations and, and I'm thinking about, okay, letter opener, you know, it would have like UIC printed on the side of it. Just like when you go to the bank and you have the pens with the bank name on it. I mean, that's where my mind went folks. And so I say to her, well, there's seven people, you know, Uh, With me, like, you know, if you're going to give me one, you know, please give one to everybody that's in my party. (laughs) And she says, Well, I don't know if I have enough. And of course, I have, I'm clueless. I'm clueless, folks. And, but when she brings to me this handcrafted, I mean, these people have to be resourceful. You don't just go on Amazon and order something and it arrives the next day. I mean, you are in the most northern american settlement there's no roads going in things take weeks sometimes months the accessibility does not exist there like it does in the lower 48 so i just was clueless but she brought me this letter opener and uh if you look at my blog you can see the the picture of it and it was made from a walrus tusk from um the bone from the baleen from the bowhead whale uh fur from the art, arctic fox and handcrafted probably took hours and hours they're so gifted and talented these people and resourceful and she hands that to me and of course I'm so embarrassed, and I just profusely apologize that I didn't understand that it was a handmade gift. But I learned very quickly that absolutely Susan is right. I value these people. I value their mindset. I value these inupiate values that they have because I'm understanding them more and more. So as we are in our third episode with Susan Hope, our third conversation with her, I hope you'll go back and listen to the others because they're, they're so good, just learning about the people and the culture in our um, most Northern American settlement. So I hope you enjoy this today, listening to my friend, Susan Hope. So when people come into your culture um, do you get a lot of respect, or do they look down on your culture what What is the things that you've experienced in your lifetime?
1: Right, okay, so again, we're talking about values, okay We're talking about what do we put a value to and it's hard to put a value to something that you know nothing about, so the initial wave, the initial attitude, the initial mindset, when people come up here, is that there's no value to it, because it doesn't bring much to them. Mm -hmm. Because they're not part of the system. So they don't like for instance, if they are an employer, from the outside, from the out, out of Alaska, out of out of um, the North Slope area, and they come up, and a man, they catch a whale. They're, they're, they they harvest a whale, and he wants time off to go help harvest the whale. The employer may say, "I don't see the value in that when I have things in my workforce that need to get done," and they tend to say, I'm no longer keeping them as an employee. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of difference in values that we're finding. Now, if I had a supervisor who was involved in the whaling culture, that supervisor would clearly say, this is a value to me and my community. I am going to allow them to go and they're not going to be penalized. They can take their leave. And legally, you know, if you've used up all your leave, that's where it becomes sensitive. Mm-hmm. So it's just having a knowledgeable community member that is what it takes. And that takes time. You know, anytime that you're harvesting quail, um, Anytime that you're dealing with marine mammals, they definitely have a mammal smell. Like you can, when you're near an ocean, you can smell the ocean. And when you're harvesting these sea life animals, especially protein-based um, fatty, they they get in your clothes, they get in your, the, you know, you wash, but it's hard to come off. So, yeah, there there is that attitude of people who come in and they just assume but I always tend to really believe that that's just lack of understanding and lack of knowledge and when they voice it openly then you know I feel like voicing to them that's just so ignorant. So. Limited understanding on their part and then how do we successfully allow them to learn and receive because that's you know that's the delicate balance that we live in is that we we want to accommodate people but we don't want to accommodate them so much that we lose our space
0: right right and you I know? think that goes so, to another one of the values the knowledge of the language and making sure that the next generation has that education of the of the Inupia language
1: so i think we need to understand what language is you know language is a bridge from one person to another to help them to understand and and i even for me i'm grasping this i'm now over 50 and i'm starting to grasp this key that opens the door of language. Let me give you an example. So when the whales come up to Barrow, the word that is used um, as they're swimming through, there's so many of them, they're all swimming. And there's a term that's called unanek. And what that means is that they will say that term when the snow starts to fall. okay? Now, there's a there's a scientific process that's happening when that occurs. But they only say it with one word on the neck. But behind it it means, the water is so filled with oil from the whales, it's filling the water, the Arctic Ocean, with so much oil that is changing the temperature of the ocean and causing snow to fall.
0: I did not know that. that yeah, is-
1: <laughs> you, yeah, you and the whole world, except the Inupiaq. <laughs>
0: there's a whole lot I don't know but this is so amazing Um,
1: but isn't that and it's from one word and they can that one word describes that effect wow and uh, the scientists are still learning from that but the Inupiaq people knew it all along you know they're like it's snowing there's whales out there and they have a one word term for it they don't even have to say a long sentence
0: well, and they're not known as a people to be very loud. They're um, they're no quiet, one. reserved. Um, I learned I learned that the hard way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's not that it's not that they don't appreciate people who can articulate words. It's not that they don't appreciate that. But what they do appreciate is, is someone that follows these 12, I mean, you do need to be kind and you do need to be sharing and you do need to be uh, respectful, you know, and you do need to have, you need to have faith, you know, you need to, that spirituality, it means that you you need to believe that, you know, even when times are tough. There's someone there's there's a God that is a maker of all of this that's in control still. Mm -hmm. You know, and that sense of not giving up, because the reality is, if you were starving, you had to realize that you were going to pull through this if you were going to make it, because many if they they say that um, people who don't believe um, that they're going to make it end up um, perishing that that will to live and belief in living um is what carries them through and 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 that's what the 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 Inupiaq people believe in in fact um you know they, that part of those pep talks that parents would teach their children so many little things those are the resiliencies that they need mm-hmm. and and I think sometimes when so much of our society today undermines the parents. Like they'll say, "Oh, the teachers, ones who teach the, our children today, and the teachers are the ones that have this, you know, job to do." And the Inupiaks believe that their first teachers are the parents mm-hmm. and even the grandparents. Really um, value what they say.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Let me give you an example, I think I. I think so many of our children and and our parents get undermined if a teacher comes to Barrow in August, right, when school starts, and the teacher says, oh, my, it's really cold out here. It's 40 degrees. And the child from Barrow says, no, teacher, it's warm out today. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But the students that come from California, because there's a lot of them, and Texas, right? Because they're, like I said, we're the melting pot. We get people from all over, and they come up to Barrow, and they say, you're wrong. It is cold. Who is right and who is wrong?
0: Mm. It is definitely the perspective, because I know when I went up, when I left... Uh, Florida, the first time I went, and it was like a hundred degrees in Florida. And I got there, and it was probably in the low forties. I thought I was freezing because my body had not come accustomed to it. I just left a hundred degree weather.
1: So I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Right, so so right. yeah. And I think, I think it's, there's nothing wrong with the teacher, and there's nothing wrong with the students from low three eight. The problem that's happening is if a small child is from the North Slope and they're being told by this majority of these perspectives that come into a classroom and they're being told, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. No, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. And you're told that over decades, over a decade, the parents' trust in teachers begins to be I don't believe what you say when yeah. you tell my kid that. Mm-hmm. I believe my kid. And well, so I can understand. There is, There's
0: such a, because they're coming from so many different cultures and not trying to to learn or adapt. So I can understand that. I think, that.
1: yeah, and it's a huge gap. And I think what we have to realize is, I, you know, we're trying so very hard to be sensitive, culturally sensitive towards them but at the same time we're trying to have these high standards and what we're finding and I, and I truly believe this to be true is that we're, we're trying to create now a love of learning because we realize that in the 12 years that we may have these children that we, we're continuing to foster a lifelong learning process You know, and one of the things that I even always tell people who, you know, graduate from high school, and I try to tell them, you know, the smartest person in the entire world knows less than 1% of all the information in the world, because there's just so much to learn, and that your journey is just beginning. Mm
0: Mm-hmm absolutely and there's so much more so much more
1: there's so much more and so so we want to instill that in our kids and i think and then another thing that we find is that um when you when we are open to that when everybody is open to there's so much more and i think this is what makes you and i so exciting when we both think there's so much more on for the whole world to learn, then I think that's when true learning occurs, where it's okay to not be right all the time and it's okay to learn together.
0: Susan, every single time that I talk to you, I am so amazed at your culture. I'm so amazed at the... Um, person that you are and how much that I learn every single time and I'm today was was just the same learning so much from each other (laughs) I treasure our friendship I treasure it and I'm so thankful for you and the things that you share and how you share your culture You you share your values and what we learn from that is just it's invaluable it really is so thank you my friend Friends, thank you for joining us today. And please join us for the next episode. It will be our fourth and final episode with Susan Hope. And we're going to talk about identity and how different that is for the inupiat culture. I think you'll enjoy that one as well too. Thank you for joining us on Beyond the Ball Field where we are using lessons learned in sports to positively impact our family and others. For more information on how you can be a positive influence beyond the ball field, go to our website, beyondtheballfield.com.